on the time and what must be done. And when we look at that series that the minister set up, we already have two weeks into it, um, and if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, please go to www.noi.org so that you can catch it. But this is showing us the foundation of where we as communities, Nation of Islam, Muslims, um, black people in general, where we all should be directed attention-wise, mind-wise, physically moving towards the time and what must be done. And so when we talk about the resurrection of the woman, we're looking at, well, what time is it for the woman? Are we still in a time where we can play around, where we can guess at this, where we can put on the back burner, standing up and doing what is rightfully our duty? Or are we in time, or is it the time for us to stand up as the women who are the second creation of Allah, where he pulled out of himself and saw uh, uh, the woman created and pulled from himself the woman. So is it time for the woman to stand up and take her rightful place and become, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us, when he would say a nation can rise no higher than its woman? Well, then we have to start setting a standard so we can look at and see where is our nation. Because if the nation can rise no higher than its woman, which has to become more than a banner. It has to be more than just a slogan. But if we truly believe that a nation can rise no higher than its woman, then we as the women have to start looking at where are we in our conduct, in our mentality, in our behavior, in our character, and in our spirituality. Because these would lay the foundation for which you can now look and judge the nation. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Louis Farrakhan desire to teach us the knowledge of Islam. And now we know Islam to mean to submit to the will of Allah. But we also have been taught as members of the nation of Islam that Islam is not a religion, but it's the very nature of the black man and woman. We also have heard Minister Farrakhan on several occasions say Islam is our very way of life. So when we talk about um, living Islam 24 hours, seven days a week, that means you don't take your Islam on and off like you do your coat. You don't put your Islam on the back burner. You don't put your Islam on the side. We're Islam 24 hours a day, everywhere we go. When people see you, you should be a reflection of that which you say you are. When people meet you, you'll always hear them say little things if you're on point. But if I know something different about you, man, it's a, I, you got that shine, you got that look. See, that doesn't come from diet or drinking water or putting black soap on your face. See, that comes from the very uh, nature in which you are created, and then you're acting on that nature. Then a glow, a shine from the God within start glowing right outside of you. And then you become, as the minister said, the torchlight of America. You become the torchlight in every circle you are in. You will draw them to your light. Um, I, I wanted to add this, if I can. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to a le- in a letter to the MGT that you are being planted for the civilization of tomorrow. And when you think about the statement being planted, when you plant a seed, you plant a seed in the best of soil when you're going for the best of uh, product. So you put it in soil, and you have to then, once you put it in the soil, now care is given to the seed. You water it. You make sure it's some good direct light. You may even, if it's a plant in your home, might sing to it, talk to it, good morning in the morning. See, now there's a proper care that has to be done as you're um, watching it, you're cultivating it, you're protecting it, you're uh, being watchful of everything around it. You go in and pick out the weeds or anything that looks like it might affect the seed as it's growing. 
and you get rid of it so nothing can attack the seed and the ultimate goal, which is the growth of the seed into the plant, the fruit, the product that is to become. The same thing is taking place with the woman. When you start talking about the resurrection of the woman, we are being planted right now. And a part of that growth, uh, I'm sorry, part of that cultivation is when you're getting seven training units, when you're being taught um, character, when you're being taught determination, when you're looking for integrity, patience, preparation, initiative, and enthusiasm. See, these become the characteristics of what's coming out of the woman of God. So you plan it in a certain surrounding. You make sure certain things are kept away from you. We strive towards, in this hour, our righteousness. Minister Farrakhan said to the women in the nation of Islam, to the MGT, he said that, and I'm quoting the minister, he said, your virtue, we are in war. That's how he started it. We are in war. And your virtue and your dignity is going to be attacked. And you have to fight like hell for your virtue. And that's the end of the quote. So we're in a process of where there's a war. There are things trying to attack the seed that's been planted. Now, in the process of this uh, seed going forth, then we have to be ever watchful as the women who are striving to be that example so that we can be set on top of the world, as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and can tell everyone that the most beautiful nation is in the wilderness of North America. But there was even stipulations to that. But do not let me catch any sister other than herself in regards to living the life and weighing properly. And we know weight to mean, of course, physical weight. We have to be especially watchful of our diet. We have to be especially watchful of the way we maintain this house of God. But we also know weight to be that weight which we put on the mind. And these are the things that can keep a, a flower from growing. These are the things that we carry with ourselves that can take away from the ultimate resurrection of the woman. So in the process of our growth and the process of our development at this time, it is an hour, it is a time where we have to be especially watchful and mindful of that which is around us so that we can bring out in us, by God's permission, the best that is in us that he has deposited within us. I want to um, quote Sister Ava, if I may, from her book, Queen of the Planet Earth the rebirth and rise of the original woman. Sister Ava on page six of her book says, just as the black woman's womb is critical to everyone's existence, the black woman's faith is crucial to the success of her family, community, and nation. She said we can go even further. The black woman not only carries babies, she carries visions. Without her Dreams cannot be realized. See, the, the resurrection of the woman is really taken and, and, and is applied towards the resurrection of our whole nation. So we as sisters don't have time to be caught doing foolishness. We're in an hour where every minute of the hour shall be spent in the most positive manner promoting and pushing forth to bring out the best in us, the woman of God. We don't have time to laugh at these silly, foolish shows that's on, get caught up in all these reality shows that's on every channel, all times of the day and night. We don't have time to be caught in bars. We don't have time to be running around in apple-bottom uh, shorts and halter tops. We don't have time to be caught flirting and out in foolishness. We're in an hour where the resurrection of our nation is reliant and dependent on the resurrection of the woman. We have to be taken this time, and even Minister Farrakhan outlined fun in the book Closing the Gap. So don't think that in the work of the resurrection there is no fun. There is fun, but we just look at fun a little different than we used to look at fun. But we take this time to be very serious, motivated, committed, and dedicated to our rise of a people who have been down for a long time. 
And this year, 2013, marks the 83rd year of the coming of Master Farad Muhammad. So we want to be found as being the servant. We want to be found being the worker bee of what the um, Master Farad Muhammad came to bring forth. He came 9,000 miles to make a particular people and bring them out of a certain state so that they can take their rightful seat as the righteous. So we want to be found in our everyday life, in our work, 24 hours a day and seven days a week, striving towards that seat that Master Farad Muhammad came to place us in. Thank you so much, sisters. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam, beloved. Thank you so much. You know, I would like to start off with our sister Diane. Assalamu alaikum, sister Diane. Wa alaikum salam, sister Sharita. Praise be to Allah. Um, Wow. Wow. (laughs) I know you know I'm over here jumping out of my seat, right? Yes, ma'am. I know. Wonderful, sister. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I just want to say, go ahead. Yes, beloved, I just want to say that I know that you are because Sister Diane talks about Sister Fatima all the time, and that's one of the reasons why I said, I've got to get on this show. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. I just want to say, Sister Fatima, I mean, right after Sister Ava, you like my hero. I mean, just um, just someone to feed from because our history have told us or society want us to believe that you can't have friendship with another black woman, that That's we can't right. love each other, we can't trust each other. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. And That's I used right. to wonder how... The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, his love for the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad's love for Master Farad Muhammad. How can a man have a love like that for another man? That's the kind of love that a, a man would have for a woman. But the same thing applies to a sister. When I feel love for a sister, when I'm ready to give my life for a sister, I'm like, wow, this got to be the awesome power of love. I mean, so you just always been, you know, um, a hero of mine. And this is, well, I think this is um, my second time hearing you give a presentation. But, I mean, immediately I was able to recognize the spirit. Um, There's something about the spirit, the voice, and the word. Um, if I today is to, today was the first time I ever seen your face, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. But just the um, power that was in the word. But I want to just say you did a beautiful presentation. I didn't. I'm bearing witness to everything you said, especially that seed that was planted in us, and we just have to be patient. And just let this seed grow, but in the meantime, just protect it. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says that self-improvement and um, the self-accusing spirit, that voice that does the work of the messenger, he says it's our best friend, you know, and we do have to protect it. You know, it's that God on the inside. So just bearing witness to that seed and this time that we're in. You know, I know people say, Sister Diane, how you just sit and study all day long? I mean, I just got to feed. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan say we have to feed on the word. We got to drink the word in. We got to eat the word. You know, that word is going to make us God. I mean, and at this point, that's all that matters. And, and it's fun. You know, and I'm I'm seeing another side come out of Sister Diane that's that that's that's making my heart that's even willing to die for this truth. So I understand. I have a glimpse of what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is is going through when he when, is dealing with when he tell us that he will give his life for his people, and he making us to do the same to be that same type of individual to have that same type of character. So all praise is due to a lost sister. This is just a wonderful day for me. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum salam. Beautiful. Thank you, sis. You know, in uh, closing the gap, the uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about when we when we get into our studies, our studies will start to separate us. Because if you start getting to your studies and applying them, it is understanding that comes from the studies. So you'll start seeing yourself, as you say, growing and developing. So then a part of you start dying off 
so that Allah can come through you. And then you become, as Minister Farrakhan said to us in the part two of the um, Time and What Must Be Done series, he said that we have to start letting Allah in the person of Master Farad Muhammad shine in each and every one of us. He has to come through that mission, that work. It has to be in each and every one of us. And then this is how, when um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to Minister Louis Farrakhan, through you I can get them all, it's when we each stand up as saviors and help in this mission and in this work. Praise be to Allah, beautiful beloved. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am, you know, I just had a vision, and I know Sister Diane always uses this one, where the Honorable Minister, Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, where the brother is sitting on the bench, and he's in one state, and then you can see him evolving mm-hmm. stage yes. by stage. I just had that when you were talking, but also I just saw that as the women in that on that bench and just evolving from stage, you know, to um, in degrees. So that's what I wanted that's to say. I would, yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. Beloved, I would like to bring on our sister, Dorothy Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, sister Dorothy. Well, alaikum salam, sister Sharita. Assalamu alaikum, sister Fatima. How are you doing today, ma'am? Says I am excited by Allah's permission <laughs> to be with my sisters. <laughs> well, I, I want to really thank you for such a powerful and spiritual presentation. Wow, it's just so awesome. And thank you so much for reminding us of our duty because not only is the whole nation, the whole world, but the whole planet is waiting on the black woman. So That's you right. did a powerful, powerful presentation. And especially when you reminded us of our seven training units in the nurturing that takes place because the, the training units are like water, light, and soil to us. And I know I can bear witness that they're learning how to keep house, how to raise children, how to take care of husbands, so cook and act at home and abroad has really helped me tremendously in my growth and helped me to discover so much about myself that I didn't know. So my question is, uh, is there anything in the training years that you, you look over the years that have really, really helped you immensely and helped you to discover on your road to 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 claiming that rightful place as an MGT and as, and as a queen of the planet Earth. Praise be to Allah. Thank you, sis. Um, thank you. You know, sis, I, I really have to say, and, and I don't say this um, only because I'm MGT, but I say this because I went to the white man's school and did the four years of college, and, you know, I've done the sorority thing and all of that stuff. But I can say, hands down, without any challenge whatsoever, that there's been no training that could prepare me for where I stand today, like that MGT and GCC class on Saturday morning. You know, what we get on Saturdays for free, we sometimes take advantage of, because as you just quoted, we, we have seven training units that were named. But under each of the training units fall categories and departments and compartments of other trainings under the ones named. And when you look at what we are given um, in this white man's world as a uni- at a university level, I can say that nothing, and I went to a private university where the education was considered ranked up there high, but compared to what I get on a Saturday morning, it could not touch what I am given by my sisters because that training ground prepares me to be, as you just said, prepared to take over the world where that university education teaches me how to go get a job. That class that we have that so many of us take lightly, it creates, as Sister Diane just pointed out, the bonding and the strengthening of the sisterhood. So after after we come out of a world that says women can't get along, you always hear sisters say, uh, all my friends are men because you can't trust a woman. See, if we can keep telling that lie long enough, it'll keep the woman divided from her sister who's also strengthened. Remember, when the uh, white man came and got us, his first, one of the first steps was destroy the woman. And in destroying the woman, he had to destroy the man. So we had no one to rely on. But it's been the destruction. And then when he wanted to keep his world going, go back in the black woman. 
Brother Nuri pointed this out when he was in Detroit recently. When you go to YouTube, there are more uh, YouTube clippings on sisters fighting sisters than there are of men fighting men. When you think of when I was growing up, it was cool to be prissy. It was cool to be cute and to see if you could wear pumps and lip gloss, carry cute purses. Now our sisters are throwing down like the best of men. Mm. So there's been a change. So now you have to have a training unit put in place so that you can bring out the best that's been destroyed in the woman. Many of us don't even know our value. So how do you get a woman to see the value of who and what she is? You put another woman in front of her, and she um, pulls that out. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, no men are to go in that class. No man is to go in and teach the women. Let the women, and he trained up the women in a proper way to manage the class, but to let the sisters bring forth that sisterhood in each other. So for all that I think a lot that I'm striving to be, all that I've learned, all that I'm striving to learn and be an example of, I have to say, by Allah's permission, many of that or most of that came right out of my MGT class. And, of course, with studying the words of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Minister Louis Farrakhan, our prayer, our fast, our positive mentality, meditate relaxing, and then going out and doing this work have also mm. added to and uh, by a lot of permission laid the foundation I'm striving to grow from. Ooh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, beautiful. You know, as you were talking, I um, thought about the Fajr prayer line, and I know that you invited me to come on. Um, yes. It was really powerful, the reading of the Quran in a week, and Different things, you know. Could you talk about that a little bit, beloved? Because I and yes. I really want to get to this point where it is a process. I want the sisters to know that it's a process. Yeah, you know, and it's yes. never ending for real. Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. From the cradle to the grave. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and in our case, as many of the sisters on the line can bear witness, we even go before the cradle because in the womb, in the process, in the thought before the sperm meets the egg, we're preparing mentally for what yes. will happen and take place by Allah's permission. Mm. Um, we have started the Fajr prayer line. Um, it has now been in existence four years. Um, it was set up through uh, Muhammad Mosque Number One um, to be an aid to one of our study groups. Um, Brother Bilal was one of those in the beginning who started with the line and the setting up the line, and it has grown tremendously. Um, where we we still laugh about how at one time it was only a few believers on the line, and now we have a, a, a full line of over anywhere from forty, sixty. Um, at the start of the new year, we were almost at a hundred on the line. Um, the line is um, on seven days a week. We start at 4.30 in the morning, for those who would like to, with words from Minister Louis Farrakhan or the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or one of the uh, student ministers in the nation and um, one of their lectures and a brief discussion. At 5 a.m. exact, we start with the call to prayer. Um, then after doing two rakahs, we go into the reading of the Holy Quran. Um, directly following that line, um, and then we open the floor for discussion. It is a very interactive line. Directly following that line is the Quranic reading line, where this line has now been in existence two years, and we read the Quran in the uh, seven manzals, meaning that we read a section, one part, every day for seven days and complete the Quran weekly. And we've been doing that by a lot of permission for now over a year. Um, the only time the line is shut down is Sages Day weekend and um, during the month of Ramadan. We do shut the line down in respect to and have all the believers to join on to the tsunami prayer line. Um, the line has been an excellent aid um, by Allah's permission to the believers in complementing what we get through the mosque. It is not a supplement for I'm sorry, it's not a substitute for, but a supplement for. Um, so this allots those of you who sometimes we don't get a voice in the mosque. 
this gives you that opportunity. Sometimes we're studying something, we want to just share it with others. This gives you the opportunity. Sometimes we think I'm ready to step out there in the ministry. I just need to test the ground. This gives you an opportunity. And at the same time, it helps us to stay on top of the pillars of our faith, and it helps us to stay in the divine words of Allah because it is through our studies, it is through our studies that we will continue to grow, and then this becomes just every day. You know how you can hear some people speak, and it's like they just speak the teachings. It's like, wow, they just roll with it. Well, when you're saying it every day, when you're practicing it every day, this gives you that opportunity to continuously grow and make it a part of your everyday discussion. Yes. Yes, can you give us the uh, number, the telephone number? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. 218-844-8230. And the PIN number is 885-340. On that same number, says um, every Saturday and Sunday, starting at 5 o'clock, we also read books from the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We're almost at the end of Fall of America, um, and then we'll go right into the next book. And on Sundays at 6 o'clock on that same number, we have Arabic class. And you come on, and we have Brother Jihad Amos Muhammad um, who comes on that line and teaches us not just the Arabic, the phonics, but we take the learning right out the Holy Quran. So we've learned Surahs uh, 99 through 114 in our Arabic, and we practice with each other, and it's still sharpening steel. None of us are proficient yet. Um, sometimes it sounds like we speak in German and not Arabic. However, <laughs> a lot working with us That's right. and with driving, and at least we're doing the bumps and the bruises together. Um, but by a lot permission, our brother is very patient with us, and we go through and we help each other out so that we can read our book in a clear understanding. Because translated to English, sometimes we lose something. So we need that original, the understanding of the original language so that we can truly pull out and extract from the Holy Quran all the beauty that's within it. Mm. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. You know, I was thinking about, as you were talking, the environment that the, um, and you can actually feel, it's like you're right there. You know what I mean? So it doesn't feel like you're on the telephone, but it actually feels like you're in a room or you're just surrounded by Islam or you're surrounded by that energy. That's what I got. So praise yes. be Allah for being on the line. Um, I would like to go to our sister Sharice Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, sister Sharice. Walaikum salam. Thank you, sister Fatima, for coming on. Thank you, sister Sharita, for uh, coming to me. Um, I just wanted to say, sister Fatima, can you share with us more of your work that you do with uh, sisters uh, in the when you pick them up? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, what we do where I work um, is called Lift Women's Resource Center. And as the program manager there, by law's permission, is such a blessing. And I don't know how many can bear me, bear me witness, but it's a wonderful thing to be able to go to work in my full uniform, headpiece and all, and I get mm. to sit at my desk and talk Islam all day. I, I'm very thankful to be able to be MGT 24 hours, seven days a week, by law's permission. Um, so when I get to come um, to work, what we do, we have a van that goes to the different shelters, treatment centers, and bring them in. And the women are, you know, sis, I, I thank a lot for this opportunity because sometimes we don't understand the degree of how much our women have been beat down. Um, I can say, honestly, um, we have on average anywhere from 20 to 30 women. Um, Majority of our sisters who are sitting in that room have been raped, have been molested as a child, many of them as early as six months. Um, We have women who have turned to drugs except to being in abusive relationships on every level um, because they see no value in themselves. And I've heard Minister Farrakhan, you know, go around and, you know, he talks about when he speaks and women talk about being raped. And, and, and I think to myself, well, I'm sure there's some 
you know, we got a kid. But you don't realize how large that number is until we start getting into the community and talking to our sisters. And I must say, I must honestly say, and, and, I, and I can say this in truth because it's been brought to me by the executive director and the staff, that the women have never opened up as much as they open up to me, and they think it's because they know that the women know I love them, and they see it and trust me because I'm Muslim. Hmm. And that was a high compliment to me, not for Fatima. Take Fatima out of it. But for them to think because I'm Muslim, see, that goes back to giving credit to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for what he's created so that when the community see us, they see those that can save them. They believe with their hearts that we love them. That goes back to giving credit to Minister Louis Farrakhan and spreading this word of truth that they know when they see us, they can trust us. So to sit with these sisters and to hear so much of what's going on um, and to see how much further um, we have to go in our work. Many of the sisters, when I first started, the number one thing they would ask me is, can I get a Bible? Can you pull me up some scriptures? And we did. Um, Now the number one thing they ask me for is a Holy Quran. And by last permission, I've been able to get some to come in and give them out. And I also give them instructions on how to handle the Quran so that there's already an idea of reverence to the words of Allah. But it is turned, I believe, by Allah's permission because of the example of seeing a Muslim in front of them. Again, take Fatima out of the scenario, but these are the teachings we have been given where all of us, our examples to those around us, whether they tell us or not. That's why it's always important to go in our dress. It's always important to go and speak the language because you don't know who you are influencing just in your attire. I hear sisters say, well, I can throw on a baseball cap and be covered. Yeah, you can. But how do they know that the women of Elijah are out there? Yeah, you can go and just throw on a long T-shirt and, you know, do your look. Yeah, that's true. You're, you know, by definition covered. But how do the people in the community know that Elijah raised a woman if the woman don't stand up in the community? Sometimes standing up don't mean having a rostrum. Everybody might not get a platform. But can we at least represent this in our dress? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times, I, and, and, I'll, and I'll end on this, Sister Sharita, I went to the gas station, my daughter and I, and we stopped, and, and I had on my full garment and she as well. The lady in the gas station stood there, and I could see she's fixing her cup of coffee but staring at me. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, continued, I figured it's the garment she's staring at, you know, because sometimes they don't know if we nuns, Muslim, they don't know what we are. <laughs> Right. And so many all came up and asked me, just bless me, sister. Can you just bless me, sister? So I, I didn't think she even knew what I was. She later walked up to me before I walked out and said, are you Muslim? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, do you go on Wyoming? That's where the mosque in Detroit is located. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she just started crying. She said, sister, I was raised Muslim, but after my mother died, I walked away. And I was asking God today, to help me and show me what I need to do. And now you walked in here. And she just hugged me and hugged me and cried. It wasn't a word I said. It was nothing Mm -hmm. fancy I can do. I mean, again, we're standing in the gas station. It's only, you know, ain't like I can shout and scream. (laughs) It was the dress code that she recognized. So had I chose that day to throw on a baseball cap and a Mm T-shirt, she wouldn't have seen what she felt was her hope. You see, so our dress is part of this work. Our dress is part of our testimony, our conversation. I heard student minister Rasu once say, when you hear the MGT talking, everybody around should hear a conversation on God. Mm. See, our level of conversation amongst each other should be like when the 24 scientists sit down and talk. That's how you and I should talk. On that level, because whether we know it or not, the women out there are dying to hear us and to see us. They're literally dying 
to hear us and see us. So now that weight goes back on us. Have we stood up to be the example we're supposed to be? I hope I answered that, sis. Yes, you did, beloved. Praise be to Allah. I want to open the lines for our other callers. Um, and then I just want to put this out there so that after we're done, if you could just speak to the new sister who's just come into the nation, the new sister who has just embarked on this journey, you know, just kind of you know, some words of encouragement because I'm one of those new sisters, so I want to hear from you, beloved. So first we're <laughs> going to go back. <laughs> so first we're going to go back. I'm going to open up the line for 3479, I mean 595. Your line is open, 347 Assalamu alaikum. Okay, maybe they don't want to say anything. Okay, well, let's go to 302. 302-438. Your line is open, beloved. Assalamu alaikum. Well, Assalamu family. How are you? Happy Savior's Day. Happy Savior's Day, beloved. Happy Savior's Day. Happy Savior's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that um, to all the sisters who spoke um, earlier, um, Allah Wafa, that is so much on time, being that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is speaking on the time and what must be done. I think your sisters are really right on time. And, um, yes, the sisters out there are looking forward, like the sisters said, for us to step up front. Literally, they are dying in the street. But I just want to share something from you from a book called As a Woman Thinketh, and it states here that um, a woman's mind may be likened to a goal, to a garden which may be intellectually cultivated or allowed to run wild, but whether cultivated or neglected, it must and will bring forth. If no useful seeds are put into put into then an abundance of useless weed seeds will fall therein and will continue to produce their kind. Just as a gardener cultivates her plot, keeping it free from seed from weeds and growing the flowers and fruits which she requires, so may a woman tend the garden of her mind weeding out all of the wrong, useless, and impure thoughts and cultivated toward perfection, the flowers and fruits of right, useful, and pure thoughts. By pursuing this process, a woman sooner or later discovers that she is the master gardener of her soul, the director of her life. She also reveals within herself the laws of thought and understands with ever increasing accuracy, how the excuse me, sorry, how the thought of forces the mind elements up operate in the shaping of her character, circumstances, and destiny. Thank you, sisters. I just wanted to share that. It was so much right on time. The book is, they have a book out as a man thinker, but it's also the book as a woman thinker. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to share that. Yes, ma'am. Sister Fatima, would you respond to uh, uh, Sister reading? Yes, ma'am. You know, when you when you were uh, speaking and you just started with the title of the book, I mm-hmm. thought about, you know, uh, Brother Nuri. He has a lecture called As a Woman Think of, um, I believe it's called As a Woman Think of in the Mind of God. And as Sister is talking, that's where we have to be. Um, she started by saying something that's very key, the time and what must be done. Right yes. now, that's where all of our conversation has to be on the time and what must be done. When Minister Farrakhan laid out, that was the discussion he'll be doing for 52 weeks. Each one of us, she said, okay, that's what we'll be discussing for 52 weeks. So as the woman is striving to resurrect, the woman mindset has to be in line with that which Allah has for her. So as a woman thinker should be right in line with as the woman is striving to be the woman of God. So the woman thinking should be right in line with the thinking of God. So I thank you, sis. Yes, thank you, beloved. Um, sister, can you please speak to the new sisters who is, who have just joined the Nation of Islam? Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. Um, you know, Minister Farrakhan said these words to us. The glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ, which represents a victory, not only is a victory over physical death, but he said it was a victory over all the impediments that keep man, the oneness from God. 
you have just entered into is one of the greatest and finest sisterhoods in the world. You won't find nothing like what you just entered into. This sisterhood, by Allah's permission, is a class that was set up by God himself to start training us to start going from Muslim girls to training us to eventually be the women of God. Or, as Minister Farrakhan has shared with us on many occasions, the ultimate goal of Master Farad Muhammad's coming was to raise us into being God. So that's our goal. And you started the process by walking into and joining the training that will put you back in place with your nature. So when you joined the nation and wrote the letter and did your recitation, that was your enrollment as a student into the University of Islam, which, as I said earlier, just means you're striving to submit your will to do the will of Allah. You're striving to submit your all to the will of Allah. So as Sister pointed out earlier, you can start dying off, and the God in you can start shining forth. Then when everyone sees you, they'll see God just walked in the room in the person of the sister that just came through that class. So to every sister who has just joined our ranks, every sister considering joining our ranks, know that by God's permission, he set up something for us to give us the foundation to bring out of us that which is already in us that we don't even know sometimes is there. Welcome to your sisterhood. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. This is the Sisterhood Connection. I would like to go back to our sister, Diane. Assalamu alaikum, sister Diane. Closing remarks, beloved. Wa alaikum salam. Um, sister Fatima, I want to mention um, my family is from Detroit. When okay. I was young, my mother used to leave me in Detroit, and I didn't like it because Detroit was just so violent, and um, so I'm amazed. I admire you um, just knowing that the work that you're doing in the community, um, um, it's just, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And here in Atlanta, I participate in the Moss Have a Breakfast program yes. with the homeless, and me and my husband, some of the brothers, go to the homeless shelter uh, we went to the homeless shelter. I haven't been there in like two or three weeks. We had a brief incident. But when I walked in yesterday, I mean, the sisters was like glued to me. And just off the top, seven sisters agreed to come out to the breakfast program. Allah, 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 Allah. And yes. I'm asking God, number one, Allah, why is I'm here? You know, and I think right. he wants me to learn the principle of humility. I don't think mm. you can get any close to the ground than dealing with our homeless people. And like you say, I bear witness to that, to hear those brothers and sisters in the mosque bearing witness to the teachings. I mean, they come in in a slumber, and you can actually, I was talking to a sister right in front of my eyes. I was watching the transformation of the sister coming out of her her eyes. And started talking with consciousness, with intelligence. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay, all praise is due to Allah, you know. And I just want to do more for them, you know. So I'm working on, of course, the clothing, the clothing closet and, um, you know, just trying to put together a, 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 a panel, a committee. And I want mine to consist of sisters that are homeless because I think that they just have the – the compassion for it. I don't want nobody to be involved. And I'm just doing it because of, no, you have to have a passion for it. You know, yes, so I'm yes. just asking the Lord just to bless, bless me, you know, with the money to to um, open my own facility because the facility that they at, um, the women is sleeping on the floor, the children is sleeping on the floor. Um, so it's just, it's just an awesome um, um, task. Yes, and I, just pray a lot that he just deals me for this. But um, you know, I pray this due to a law. But again, it's no other this that's the work. Like you say, when you see 
our people make the transformation from there because you're not going to get anything out of the college student or someone that already have knowledge and education. You will get something, but that, like Sister Sharita mentioned, that cartoon that we have, the transformation um, process from our homeless people and even ourselves, I think that that's what really bears witness to to the transformation pro, um, process. So I, I yes. just want to thank you, and I plan to be in close contact with you um, mm-hmm. just Please. so I can feed off of that spirit, sister. Thank you. <laughs> and, and may I say this, too, not just does it bring out humility in us, but it reminds us, remember Minister Parkinson yes. said to us in a believers meeting, that one of the reasons we can't really get after our people because we keep forgetting we are our people. He said we're still the lost and found. We sometimes say it as if we are showing a separation, like we're the found and they're the (laughs) lost and found. Right. (laughs) No, we are the lost and found. That's right. That ain't been determined yet. A lot knows the heart, but there's still some more work to be done. You know, it says that the restrictive laws are success. So if we ain't completely successful, then we need to look and see where something ain't going right in that law in our own lives. So we, we are still that lost and found. But it brings not just humility, but it reminds us that there's a couple of factors that have to be included in being saved. We can't be afraid of our people. Right. See, remember even in that example of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad sitting on the park bench next to the brother as he's making the transformation, before the transformation took place, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was sitting right next to him. That's See, the right. transformation took place Absolutely. as they kept as he kept teaching and bringing it out. Mm-hmm. So we have to be ready to sit on the curb. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to be ready to give up sometimes Absolutely. our own jacket so they can have a jacket. Yes, we right. have to be That's willing right. to say, sis, are you hungry? Let's go back to my house and let me fix you something. Because mm-hmm. if we're truly being MGT as we taught, your mm-hmm. home should be a reflection of your unit. Mm-hmm. Your home should be also a witness bearer of who and what you are. The dress is one thing. Your home is another reflection. Mm. Your conversation is another reflection. Your children is another reflection. Your interaction is another reflection. All of these is what are um, uh, uh, stones that add to the foundation. So our success is dependent on us going after our people. That's That's all this is about, the resurrection and the reformation of the mission of uh, raising up our people. But sometimes we get comfortable and think, I'm going to go to the mouse hole, check post, and then as soon as this thing is over, by being time, I'm out, I did my duty. (laughs) And we taking the headpiece off before the car get out the parking lot. Wow. (laughs) You see? We have to, or we come straight out the mouse, and that was that, and I'll see y'all again, inshallah. You know, we love to say that. We'll see each other, inshallah, Wednesday or Friday. Then you, you know, come back. And then we think we did our part. Mm-hmm. Islam is not limited to your home. If the mm-hmm. only one benefiting from your Islam is you, then wow. your Islam is not yet took uh, a root where it should be now starting to spread abroad. That's you see, yes. so when you talk about going in the shelters and seeing them, Allah reminds us all of us could be there tomorrow. That's Absolutely. right. Allah That's reminds right. us that this is your duty. So yes. every day that those women walk in, I always tell them, you think you benefit from coming up here. I benefit from you being mm. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is not yes. one-sided. Please don't think because Miss Muhammad is in front of you. Miss Muhammad is the one giving. No, Miss Muhammad stands here and receives. And I'll tell you something, Sister Diane, as you're doing this work, one of the things I make sure every single day those women get, we start every morning, I ask them for hugs. Mm-hmm. And I get those yes. hugs every morning because you never, you you don't realize, mm-hmm. and I can say you meaning me, I didn't realize how much mm-hmm. many of us are deprived of physical contact in a righteous manner, in a righteous right. manner. As your sister, sometimes just the hug, and I call it at work the power of the hug. I give them the power of the hug and always make the joke, okay, y'all got 10 minutes before I start charging y'all. Who want they hug now? <laughs> they free for 10 more minutes. <laughs> but some of the women, they'll hug me, and, and I mean, you will feel the bear tight hugs. 
Some would give that really light, you know, polite French, touch you on the back, you know, glad you came kind of hood. Them the ones I hold on twice. But our sisters, many, one lady said to me in the center, the sister said, my mother never hugged me or said I love you once in my whole childhood. As she said those words with tears falling down her face, do you know how many people in the room bore witness? Mm-hmm. Just And one lady said to me, if my mother had just said I love you, I don't think I'd be here today. And mm-hmm. I promise you, when she said those words, I never forgot it, and I never let the lady leave without hearing it. Then I'll also add to them the power of a positive word every morning. I don't care what your word is, but you have to say one positive word because you don't know how much your word may influence someone else sitting in the room. So, Sister Diane, I, I, I congratulate you and applaud you on what you're doing in Atlanta, and may Allah truly bless you with success. And if there's anything I can do, me and my children don't have no problem coming down to the ATL and visiting. <laughs> yes. All praise Yes, yes. Sister Dorsey, back to you, beloved. Oh, yes, ma'am, Sister Fatima. Thank you. This is a very, very enriching, encouraging, and motivating discussion. And so, so many of our life experiences are so similar because I, you know, the teacher in the public school system is teaching you some of the worst foods and dealing with the students that nobody wanted to deal with. I just thank Allah for the Ambi Elijah Muhammad and Mr. Farrakhan and giving us the heart to go and be among our people. And uh, my question to you is because there we are taught to take our rightful place. So, you, you know, you have mothers that are dealing with the youth today that are, you know, met with so many challenges. So what what words of inspiration could you give to a mother who's dealing with a teenager who really may be challenging her authority and and all of those things, ma'am? Um, sis, you know, it, it goes back to when the Bible says if we teach a child and raise them up in a way, they won't leave far from that foundation. Minister, student minister Ishmael um, out of Mosque Mariam was in Detroit this weekend, and he said something in that same light. He said, some of us who are not striving and, you know, struggles of striving to be Muslim and give that example to our children, but sometimes we still lose our children. And I don't know the phenomenon around the nation, but I can speak up here that many times when our children get old enough to not come no more, we lose them. Now, right now, mine's still small, so, you know, I, they dress like Muslims, they go to MUI, they got to be at the mind. So it look good now because they're small enough that they really have no other option but to follow this way. But when our children start getting 14, 15, 17, 18, we notice that they're leaving. And student minister Ishmael said that the problem is we're talking Islam. We're not Mm. showing them Islam. Mm. Not showing in how to eat to live. So, you know, your your house is not eating properly. Not, Not in that way. But in the way of what has our Islam produced that we can leave our children, they need to see the physical manifestation of what we're all talking about. Because remember, the white man's world is continuously building. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you'll hear them banging and building until their last day on the earth. What are we doing as one man's world is going down and ours is coming up? Are we showing our children or are we making this like a mystery? No, no, baby, you know, we just going to hold on. I, I've been here a while, but by Allah's permission, we going to what they have. Or are we going out and making something real and tangible for our children to see? We have to make sure the world of Islam is created for our babies. So on top of what you just said, sis, it's the example, because children don't hear, uh, children don't go by what you say, they go by what you do. So if I'm telling them to put the long skirt on, but I got on the apple bottom jeans, you see, if I'm telling them to eat vegetarian, but I'm stopping by and getting Kentucky Fried Chicken, See, the example of Islam not just have to be in our walk, in our homes, in our way, making sure they're in an atmosphere conducive to what we want to bring forth, being the mosque and their friends are from this as well. But then we have to go to work and show our children 
how Islam works. Because we can say all day to our babies, Master Parat Muhammad is a lying person. But after a while, they're going to start saying, so, so you say God came. Um, and, and we got what now? We're we going to be winning. You see? So there has to be a balance in our raising our children. There has to be that aspect of the example, and then there has to be the aspect of the manifestation so our babies can see that this is real. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, beloved. So we got a lot of work to do, huh? A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Okay, but at like least to we're laying it and we're getting it started. We're That's right, beloved. Praise be to Allah. That's right. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Sister Sharice, your line is open, beloved. Can you give us yes. a brief closing remark, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Sister Fatima, I just wanted to know one thing. I, I was going through my paperwork, and I was trying to remember the time that I gave a, a women's conference on domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that always intrigued me, uh, not only with myself, that women who go back to the men who have abused them, and your experience in dealing with the women, have you come across a reason or something that you can help aid the women to not go back. And I know most of it is a time frame because you can always say, oh, just don't go back because you know the man is abusing you. So in your working with the women close up like that, can you share some experience or a experience that would help women to not go back? Um, and, and that's an excellent question, sis. You know, one, one of the things that I always look at with the women when I talk about domestic violence, a lot of times what we think of when we say domestic violence is a physical, we're looking for physical abuse, sorry, uh, a, a, a hickey on the arm, a black eye, some kind of physical sign. But domestic violence also under that umbrella is financial abuse, sexual abuse, mental verbal, um, financial abuse that also takes place. One of the things that, by Allah's permission, Minister Farrakhan introduced to us was Dianetics. And I must say, honestly, I've learned so much by going through that technology that helps me in dealing with the women. You take that technology and you take the supreme wisdom that Allah has blessed us to have, you have all the tools you need and getting to our people. One of the things I explained to the sisters is that when many of us have suffered from domestic violence, by the time the physical abuse takes place, we've already been broke down on all the other levels first, that the physical was just the end result of what's already taken place. So one of the things in the workshop that I do is we start with empowerment. We inform the women of what is the reality of where they're at because some have taken to drugs to stop even thinking about or to cover up the hurt and the pain. So now for the first time, some of these women are sober and having to address and deal with what has taken place in their lives. And so now we have to inform them. We have to inspire them. We have to motivate them and then empower them. And I bring in many. I bring in specialists from um, the abuse centers. I bring in counselors. I um, have even one of the representatives from the local Detroit Police Department come in who runs the um, Division for Abuse Hotline and counseling and helping the women understand what power they have legally and then giving that to them as well. One of the things that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said about us, you have to teach us everything. And that goes even to when we're out here working with our people. We have to teach our people everything. And a lot of times what I am seeing is that the sisters just don't know their power. So because they don't know who and what they are worth, their own value, either it's been taken away so long ago they never got the understanding of it, or it's been beat down in them that they don't even strive no more. 
Once we empower them, I found very few of them feel the need to go backwards. Because my saying to them is always, don't focus on what's behind you. Only look ahead because that's the only direction we're going. So a lot of it is empowering them today so we can move forward. And, and by, by law's permission, it's still working. Oh, thank you, beloved. Thank you so much. Um, as always, family, you know we really hate to leave, but it's time to go. So we pray that Allah God has blessed us to say something here today that will help to inspire, to motivate, and uplift us. We would like to uh, ask you to please don't forget to support the Final Call newspaper. You can go to www.finalcallnews.com uh, and subscribe to the Final Call newspaper. And you can also get books and lectures by the Most Honorable Minister Louis, Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We want to give special thanks to our sister, Sister Fatima, for coming on today. And we also would like to thank our, sport, our sponsors, KFOI Movement Radio. Thank you, uh, Conscious Platt, for your music, and we greet you as we came in peace. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Wa alaykum salam. Attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the world, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master, the Day of Requital. Thee do we serve, and thee do we beseech for help. Guide us on the right path the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed favors, not the path of those upon whom wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray. Say that Allah is one, he is all independent, he begetteth not, nor was he begotten, and there is none comparable unto him. I mean. I mean. Chicago Booth School of Business is for those who question the present in order to shape the future. Forge your own path with a Booth MBA and start at whybooth.com. Panera now delivers, so you can order good, clean food right to your office or door or porch or backyard or front yard or apartment or dorm or castle or shop or worksite or wherever Panera delivers for lunch dinner, and everywhere in between. Click the banner to order or visit PaneraBread.com. Participating locations only. Panera. Food as it should be.